It is the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Final hour of the program on this Thursday. Ben Kenny Grant Bill's in with you. 877-867-1670 is how you get a hold of the program. He is on Twitter at Wisco Grant. I am at Ben Z. Kenny. So we're talking last segment or two segments ago about, you know, if baseball doesn't happen, there are things that we will have to pick up in our lives. Things that will have to become, they have to hold a place on important summer nights. One of them was tweeted at me by Scott Harmon, said someone, find someone to do my taxes with. Now, I hate doing my taxes. I have, I I did them last year for the first time. Yeah. It was a terrible experience. Um, I don't know if, if that will fill the void of fun. It will be busy. I don't know if it'll yeah. fill the void of fun. It'll be a task. It'll be something you can apply yourself to. I think we need, as as men, as young men, Ben, we need to conquer things and accomplish things. I don't know how fun <laughs> that would be, but it would be a task to check off our list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the other one was DM'd to me. It said, join a slow-pitch softball league. It's like baseball with slower athletes and more beer. Now, I know. There is one problem, though. Four years ago, uh, when I was in college, I was part of the intramural softball league there. My friends and I were all on a team. Uh, the first game I played after going, I, I was one for one in the game for the record. I was in left field and I was one of the only ones on the team that played baseball all throughout their lives. You know, so, so they put me somewhere where I'd actually have to throw the ball, stuff like that. There's a fly ball in foul territory and the fence was a mesh fence with the base. It was cement. So oh. I, I was a little bit inebriated and I decided to slide to catch the ball, which ended up going way over the fence. I wasn't even close to it. And I slammed my kneecap on the, on the cement, shattered my knee, um, ended up staying. I stayed in for the rest of the inning for the record. Uh, then I went to the Damn hospital. Right um, so yeah, I, I shattered my kneecap. And since then, like I, I had it band issues a couple months ago, saw Real. someone for them. And it all stems from the fact that my left leg is weaker than my right because I didn't do enough PT to get it back to full strength. So that is why, like, I would love to play softball, but it's going to take a lot to overcome the mental block of, you know, being scared I'm going to shatter my other kneecap. This is going to sound like a like a soft take. Um, it, you can just get hurt doing a lot of things. That's what I realized as I get a little older, and I was like, what, what do I want to do in my free time? Like in the winter, do I want to go skiing? Sounds really fun. I could also break my leg. And yeah. That would just be a huge pain in the butt. Do I need to ski that bad? Like, I could go play pickup basketball. But what if I just blow out my knee? <laughs> it's not that I need my knee, but it, I, I don't need to play basketball. I don't need to risk blowing out my knee for some dumb, you know, noon run at the Y. Like, I just, and even slow pitch softball, no one is safe. Nothing is safe, Ben. I am going to join a golf league, but even yeah, with should. that, like, I, well, the thing is, I, I'm bad at golf also because my body is tight and, you know, not fully strong thanks to the fact I shattered my knee playing softball. So it is since what it is. the incident. Yeah. It hasn't yeah. been the same since the incident. Do you frisbee golf? No, I, I have. I can't throw them. I'm really bad oh. at throwing frisbees, and I'm not that athletic. Like, I was a catcher in baseball. I'm, okay. I'm very good in, in, you know, small areas. I was a three-point. You can – be successful in a phone booth. That's what you're telling Yes. Me. We keep you in a condensed space. You're just, you're one of the best. I gotcha. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's go to the phones. Line one, eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670 line one. You're on the bill. Michaels show. What's going on? Hello. 
Well, it's our second one today. Line two. We're doing good. Thanks for asking. You're on the Bill Michaels Show. What's going on? Hey, it's Brett and LaCrosse. How's it going? What's going on, Brett? Oh, nothing. Just trying to help you with some alternatives if baseball doesn't come back. And I just oh. heard you talking about golf. Uh, you don't need your knee for golf. You're fine. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. And then <laughs> I like I play golf like I played baseball, you know, where well, it's that everybody does. Every baseball player does. Interesting. You're no, I, I play a lot of golf, but I don't play. But then it gets dark out and then baseball starts and I need something in that that part of my day. How many nights of the week can you financially golf? Well, like, would you golf five, six nights a week if a, you could pay? Is it a money a thing? Is it, is it? Yeah, I pay for the local public golf membership for the season. But anyway, it's it's like 10 bucks to walk nine holes. Where are you a member? I, no, it's the Madison Public Golf Membership. I'm not no. Oh, gotcha. I'm not a big shot. I do. I, I go to the so local. You can you can go play like Yahara Hills and yeah. all of those. Yeah, that's my home course. It's the local munis. Nice, love it. Mm-hmm. Brett, uh, you golf a lot, don't you? Yeah, that's I Where... went to college for golf. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. There's got to be a spot in between Madison and Lacrosse along the beautiful scenic drive on 14 that you can recommend to Ben somewhere down in that neck of the woods. Give us this, give us a spot. Well, go to, go to Northern Bay in the Dells. Wisconsin Dells. Oh, is this yeah. going to become, people are going to tell me to go to the Dells on weekends. No, I see. <laughs> and I, we don't really spend any time there. That's just, it's a cool course for being a replica course. You get to play like 17 is TPC sawgrass for the island green and oh stuff that's like a that. disaster so it, i don't do well with water of, brett it's it's just a bunch of replica holes gotcha uh, other than that viroqua hills is is very nice all right for what it is um otherwise if you go down to like prairie Deschene country club or anything down there is kind of cool too but come on up to lacrosse i'll take you out golfing all right i well then i might have to get a beer with grant and and that didn't go well last time well, that's fine. I got, listen, we'll just have you guys over to my basement bar and you guys can have some of my homebrew. Um, homebrew. And then golf. And it'll, it'll be fine. It'll right be on. fine. Right on. All right, Brett. We'll play Johnny Davis over. Ah, Hell yeah. Hell Thanks, yeah. Brad. All right, man. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll figure it out, Grant. I, maybe the answer is like a music, uh, some musical instrument. Have you, um, have you been to Wisconsin Dells before? Yes, I have. Uh, that's a that's an off air story. Stories. Oh. Those are off air stories. But I'm yes. assuming it's not a water park you went to. It was some sort of other establishment. Correct. Ah, yeah. Correct. I, yep. I pick up what you're laying down. Correct. All right. So let's. You know what? It's the NFL Combine. <laughs> we wasted enough time talking about Jack Cohn's hand size and how it's bigger than Kenny Pickett's as as our mind, which makes me qualified as a radio host, I believe, to talk about football. But the Packers are down there. There has been a lot of talk around. They're talking to Chris Olave. They're talking to Jamison Williams. Who are the are they going to take a wide receiver in the first round? There are a lot of avenues they can go, but none of it right now, obviously, is holds any importance compared to Aaron Rodgers. Now, Matt LaFleur yesterday was asked after the podium, after he did all the national media, he met with the local media. He was asked, what role did Aaron Rodgers have in bringing back 68-year-old Tom Clements as quarterback's coach? Oh, uh, he had a significant role, and I would say that 
in terms of just our conversations over the last couple of years and how much he credits Tom for his development. It, it was very intriguing when we had an opportunity and I got an opportunity to go out and meet with him prior to the Super Bowl and, and really sit down had lunch with him. And I think we interviewed each other to some level. Uh, but just the conversations we had, it, it's, it's pretty easy for me to see why he is such a great quarterback coach and, and developer and um, he's such a great communicator he's got such a great even keel demeanor and you know like I said earlier I'm just really excited to sit in a room with him and, and start to uh, go through our process really evaluate everything that we've gone or done on film and, and you know learn from him because I know that there's he's got he's been coaching this game a lot longer than I have so um, I just think just his ability to develop quarterbacks, no matter who's in the room, is, is going to be very beneficial uh, to, to the Green Bay Packer organization. So that's good, right? I, it, it was clear at the moment when Tom Clements came back that Aaron Rodgers had a big piece in it. it. It feels like, now, I don't want today to be every other day that we've had in the last two and a half years of will he come back or what is he going to do? Because, I mean, I think he's going to come back. But, like, I just want him to announce it. I'm so sick of the waiting of when will he do it and blah, blah, blah. Just like, dude, announce what you're going to do. Because it reaches a point where he's going to be holding his team hostage. So, like, yeah, I, I guess that's good. But did you hear what LaFleur had to say about giving Roger space? Like, he was his ex-girlfriend he's trying to win back? I did not. Oh, man. Listen right. to this one. Yeah, you, you always want to be respectful because I'm, I know it's a lot to take on. He's got a lot to think about, and um, certainly I, I'm making sure that I consistently uh, communicate with him, but um, also want to be respectful of, of his time and, and the process that he has to go through. Wow. Huh. Huh. Um, I've heard things like that before, Grant. <laughs> This is that's the kind of thing that I hear. That's the kind of thing I tell my buddy when he's trying to get back with someone he's broken up with. He's like, "Well, you can't come across too strong. You got to give him space." You know, we last summer, dude. I, I'm I'm embarrassed to bring this up, but uh, me and my roommate were both very single last summer, and we were just going like a little crazy. We we couldn't meet anyone or whatever. And our strategy last summer, we called it playing off the ball. It's like I'm not gonna be aggressive. I'm gonna go stand in the corner. And wait for the ball to come my way. And then when I get the ball past me, you just got to knock down the three, right? So last time we were playing off ball, that was our strategy with trying to meet women. I feel like Lafleur is playing off ball. So you're more of Aaron. a you're more of a Marco Bellinelli than a Jordan yes. Nuora, or a uh, who's the guy the Davis Bertans? Ah, the Davis Bertans, with yeah. The women. More of I, a. I, I'm not a big part of the game until all of a sudden I am, and then you can't handle me. Once I get going, I, you can't stop me. Oh, God. And how did we start talking? About so that, that? aside, oh, that's what the floor sounds like. Yeah, yeah yes. And uh, I, like, I'm, I'm just sick of it. Draft of season, NFL draft season, I joke about the combine, but NFL draft season is one of my favorite things about sports because I love college football more than anything. I follow it maybe too closely. I'm watching four games at a time on Saturday because it is my favorite thing in the world next to baseball and next to the NFL and all the other sports I follow. Anyway, I like I love draft season because I see all the guys I watched all season. 
and have opinions on, think some are great, think some will be good. And I see those kind of enter the public sphere. People start talking about guys that I remember watching in week one and he had a great game. I was like, oh, I remember that guy or I've seen him on film. And it's it's sabotaged because it's Rogers just won't announce what he's going to do. Yeah. Well, it's it's dumb. I think we're on the same page here. He's probably 90 to 95% sure he's coming back with Green Bay. This decision really isn't a decision. Look, we know he's coming back. We know he's going to play for the Packers. Why do we all need to play this up like it's a decision? He's not a free agent. So I just, the, the framing of all of this, I find quite, quite obnoxious. And I don't, I, we've, everyone's gone through this so many times. I don't get yeah. why he would demand a trade. There's nowhere else that's going to be better. No, I agree. And anywhere he goes, that team has to give up first round picks and give up players. So the team's not going to be as good. Dude, Goody's been amazing the last two years. Finding guys off the scrap heap, but making trades, and a majority of his draft picks are awesome. He's done a really good job in the draft. I just, I, I don't know. I, We've heard Rodgers complain for so long, for months and months, and we're over a year now since, or almost to a year when the story broke on draft day. What I don't get, why, why are you unhappy with the Packers again? Remind us. Because things seem pretty good. The roster seems pretty good. The GM and the coach seem more than willing to work with you and involve you with things. Why Why do you want to leave again? Explain that, because I don't get it. Yeah, and it's brought up a lot on this show, and Bill's completely right about this. Say it's not about the money all the time. And then, I mean, Rogers said, oh, yeah, that's categorically false. I don't want $50 million. I've reached the point where if Ian Rappaport says he wants $50 million, I'm probably going to believe Ian Rappaport over Aaron Rodgers. Well, and if Rogers says 50 is categorically false, he'll get 48. He'd be asking 49. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the media is so wrong. I I never said 50. I said 48. And that's something that he would do. Uh, You see the media running with a story. He wants to be the highest paid by a million. So he gets 47 or 49. I I told you I never wanted 50. The media is so dumb. It's like, that's not the point at all. Um, The point is you should want less money. Not more. You yes. should be wanting to take a pay cut, in my opinion, not get a pay raise. Yes. Should we do the, the good? You mentioned Brian Gutekunst. So he was asked whether he's been approached about a trade for Aaron Rodgers. Now, the direct quote you would read off a piece of paper, I do not feel is the same meaning as the saying. And it's been said, like, uh, Mike Florio, who obviously blogs and runs with a lot of stuff, said, yeah, one team said, uh, Washington said they've tried to go after every quarterback. But then Goody said that no one's approached them about a trade. Who's right? It's like, if you actually watch the clip, and I'm going to play it right now, it's seven seconds. He's asked, has anybody approached you about a trade for Aaron Rodgers? Not at all, Tom. Not at all. Not a single person. He is grinning and laughing. You can hear it. You don't even need to see it. You can hear it in his voice, loud as loud and clear. Translation, as Andrew Brandt would say, Brantslation on Twitter, with great Twitter follow. Uh, translation, yeah, everybody's approached us because they want to know what's good. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. So that was kind of ran with in, in the wrong direction, I think, when all that happened. All right, we're going to step away, take a quick break. More talk about the combine. More talk about Aaron Rodgers coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
Welcome back in. Bill Michaels Show. 877-867-1670. You want to get a hold of the program. Ben Kenny, Grant Bill's in with you. Grant, so as Bill's show was ending yesterday, uh, he's he's in Chicago today. He said, you know, it would be perfect that on the one day he is off and not working, the one day yeah. that we are in for him during this time period of, you know, postseason, pre-draft, Aaron Rodgers would announce his decision somehow on this day. And honestly, as soon as he said it, that's what I thought. That was yeah. my first thought is watch him at noon. Be you know what? All right, I'm coming back. Well, the only issue is we'd hear about it because it would be hyped with some social media post and then it would be rumored on McAfee. And then like, I don't think the decision's going to surprise us because I think half of the reason Rogers is doing this decision thing is because he wants to announce it and make it a thing. Yeah. I don't think it's going to come out with just some lame, like Tom Pelissero tweet. It's going to be a production. Yeah, but all of the headline news surrounding him, I feel like always comes out right after Bill's show ends. <laughs> That's true. Every time. Or every big Packers news. It's always like 2.03 p.m. Yeah, I, and I hate that. I hate it when news breaks at 3.30 because then I got to change up my show completely and react to whatever's going on. How dare they not consider the Wisco Sports Show? I know. Consider other people's <laughs> timelines, please. That's what I'm saying. I spend hours all day prepping my show, tediously preparing and researching, and then Rogers says something, and it's supposed to be the center of our universe. But I guess if he does say he's coming back, I like we already know what that's going to look like. It'll just have to do with money, which I have found that I fans are a lot more scared about the salary cap than front offices are, and they'll find a way to do it. But I, yeah. I, I still cannot re- – I know there's some way to do it, but I, in my shallow mind, cannot wrap my head around how they could fit 50 million of Rodgers, 30 of Devontae, and good players across the board on that team. It seems impossible. Well, the short answer is they can't, really. <laughs> they, they, they can, quote-unquote, make it fit by spreading money into future years, but then it's going to sting down the road, which I'm not even opposed to. I would love to have more chances to win a Super Bowl. I just, if Rodgers hasn't done it yet, I, I'm not going to hold my breath that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like the last two years especially were outstanding opportunities. You had the one seed, you're playing at home. The team was really good the last two years, and they didn't even make the Super Bowl. They didn't even make the conference championship this last year. So I'm supposed to believe that under more difficult circumstances next year with less money to spend, they're going to somehow do better. I don't know that I buy into that. Yeah, I think it's unarguable that they would have a better chance, but I, I do see your point there. I spent, when I was in for you last Thursday, it was, maybe last Tuesday, I have no idea. The days kind of went away uh, when I went on vacation. But I was I was in for you, and I said, uh, the option one of him coming back is positive. Um, mm-hmm. Option three of him getting traded is while not maybe the best, it's positive. You get yeah. a lot for him. You keep the team around, and then you have a lot of ammo next year because getting a quarterback is a crapshoot. In the draft, it's a crapshoot. But if you're able to move up to the number one pick, your odds change drastically, right? Like, if you can get Caleb yeah. Williams, that he has a better chance to pan out than insert other quarterback here. Even C.J. Stroud at Ohio State, who I think is going to be good, but Caleb Williams is a more surefire NFL guy. The only option that would be completely detrimental to the Packers is him retiring. So I, my whole argument was it's not the end of the world if he gets traded. 
I don't think there's a catastrophic path for the Packers here. I think anything, any of these paths that they end up taking are still like good. Like if he comes back, great. They get the two-time back-to-back MVP, four-time total MVP, and he's back. And that's a huge plus. If they trade him, if they're forced to trade him, they're going to get a great haul in return. That's a positive. And if he retires, okay, well, he goes down as only playing for the Packers, which is great for PR for both sides. It's smoother between fans and the organization and Rodgers, and that money comes off the books, right? So I don't know that there's like a nuclear catastrophe option. I think anything the Packers do this offseason has positives. Eh, I think him retiring while it is not nuclear it's not Still good sucks. because you're stuck with Jordan Love, who I'm not sold on yet. I'm not done with him yet, but I'm definitely not close to sold. You're stuck with him. Yes, you have a good roster, but you don't have what you would have gotten by trading Rodgers. No. Because that's Jordan, three ones. Stuck with Jordan Love is not the end of the world. If Jordan Love is terrible, awesome. Then you know, and then you can go after the next guy next year. Right. Yeah, everyone's... And this is also something. I think... in. Everyone says, we don't want to go back to the 80s. But if Brian Gutekind has shown anything, and if the NFL has shown anything, if you are a well-run team and you have a star quarterback retire or go away, look at the Patriots. And they're an extreme example because they have Bill Belichick. But Tom Brady retires. They have a down year because they're figuring out the quarterback position. Then they get a guy that is not great by any means yet. Mac Jones was okay. He was good for a rookie. And now they're back in the playoffs and they're good again. Right. Like today's NFL, as long as you're not the Jets or the Dolphins or the Jaguars or the idiots of the league, you could go find another guy in the next year. And the GMs and everyone are so well equipped to find talent that I think a return to the 80s is impossible. You would need a lot to go wrong to go back to the 70s and the 80s. The Packers were bad in the 70s and the 80s because they were poorly run. Right. Not because they were unlucky or not because Bart Starr retired. And that's what doomed them for 20 years. They couldn't make correct decisions. I really like the Packers front office. I think they're responsible. They're tactful. I don't really still fully love the Jordan Love pick, but I've come to understand it a bit more. I just, if they move on from Rodgers and Jordan Love is terrible, then you move on from Jordan Love. I think a lot of Packers fans think if Jordan Love sucks, then we're going to be terrible for the next 15 years. That's just not how it works. And if anything, I mean, I've seen it said a lot. A lot of people in the NFL think Jordan Love would be the first quarterback taken in this year's draft if they were drafting tomorrow. Yeah. Which I see because the quarterbacks coming out are not good. But there still is some sentiment that, like, he's he, he's unproven. He hasn't looked great. But he's young. He's, I think, four three years younger than Joe Burrow. Four years? Yeah. He just needs reps. Needs a little time. The, the one thing I don't want Jordan Love to be is mediocre. Right. If if he plays this next year because Rodgers retires or whatever, I want him to be amazing or I want him to be terrible. I don't want him to be middle of the road, eight and eight, or I guess eight and nine style quarterback. Does that make sense? Yeah, which I, I guess I could see that happening because of how good the roster is. If Jordan loves the quarterback next year, you would think he'd be able to bring everybody else back. So that's a roster that I think could propel mm-hmm. him to close to that record. But even in that scenario, I'm okay with it. Because I think we'll know. Even if they go 8-9, they'll, they're either going to go 8-9 because Jordan Love was awesome and the rest of the team yeah. was not, or the rest of the roster was awesome and Jordan Love, you could see that he's not the guy. Like, I think if he's a full year of starting, we'll know. No matter what. No matter what the record is, no matter how well he performs, we'll know. And yes, the measuring stick of Favre and Rodgers will be impossible for him to reach. So he's going to be judged really harshly. 
but I still think we'll know by the end of the year. Better than, I mean, we don't know now, right? We don't know enough now because he hasn't played. You know, I, I think the Packers are probably really bummed about this Jordan Love trajectory so far because the first preseason got canceled, right? right? That's a lot of experience. That's a lot of reps that he lost out on at a really critical time in his young football career. If Jordan Love plays this year, and I don't think he's gonna, so we're just kind of kicking this around for fun. I think by the end of the year, you'd know whether or not he's worth another year, right? Like if he goes nine and eight and he shows all these flashes, right? Then, then you bring him back and you hope that he develops and gets better. But if, if they go about 500 and you're like, man, this guy ain't it. You know, either way, maybe it's not dependent on the record. We should be able to tell by watching a full season of Jordan Love, right? Yeah, you would hope. You would hope. And I, d- whether Devontae's back will will uh, play a role into that. Um, we're going to step away, take a quick break. couple segments left of the Bill Michaels show. Bob Nightingale's at it again, Grant. I, I saw another no. tweet just now. Um, it's not that significant, mind-blowing stuff, but we're going to talk about that when we come back. Uh, ugh, baseball. More of the Bill Michaels show coming up next. <laughs> Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. Bill Michael Show. Ben Kenny Grant Bills here with you. A couple segments left till we get out of here. 877-867-1670. We can fit you in. He is at Wisco Grant on Twitter. I am at Ben Z Kenny. So while we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, and I, I think so. Ugh. Like he he is the most pressing topic in the state right now. That much is obvious. But I think today is a good day to complain about the other stuff. Like baseball. You know? Like this is a lot to complain about. There is a lot to complain about. And I mean, my thoughts on Rogers are clear. I just want him to announce I'm done with the, the charade of it all. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I feel like we, we've gone through all of it because we've been doing it since the season ended. So uh, Bob Nightingale did tweet 10 minutes ago that Bruce Myers of the players association or no Bruce Myers of the MLB. Uh, he worded this horribly. Anyway, he's uh, the number two negotiator for the Players Association, right? Yeah, I think so. And Dan Halem okay. of the MLB, but he wrote MLBPA, uh, spoke for about an hour and a half today in New York discussing most of the issues. But then he tweeted, there were no formal proposals exchanged today, unknown when they will meet again. So that's that's just great. Why do they do this? It's just great. They seem to think that they're following rules that... Like, none of these deadlines or rules mean anything. Rob Manford is like, well, we can't get it done before this day. Why? Because he was an idiot, and they didn't start talking until 10 days before the deadline that they made up. Yeah, they made up the deadline. It's like, well, we couldn't beat the deadline. The deadline that you made, you dope. They had 80 days to think about stuff and talk to play the games. Imagine if you're you're a, a learned man. You got a degree from a very prestigious university. Imagine at the beginning of the semester, if a professor said, hey, you need to type this paper by the end of the semester. You can pick the due date. You can pick when you start. You can, you can, you make all the rules. Just get it done. And then not getting it done. Being like, well, the deadline was this day, but I, I didn't get it done. It's like, bro, you picked the deadline. You did a, They set up all the parameters for this. And they still couldn't get it done because I, because I believe the owners didn't want to get it done. I, they want to cancel games. 
They don't want to have to pay for empty stadiums in April, which, which I hate. Which is so dumb. It's so dumb. And then it's all money. And, and you know what? There was one thing that happened this week that made me a little bit happy. I was one okay. of the only people in the world. I pay for MOB TV every year. I pay for the MOB TV audio because I love listening to the games. And on MOB TV, you could watch the games with the radio broadcast instead of the TV. And it is amazing. Incredible. I love it. How much is a subscription to something like that? I think it's 40 bucks during the year. Oh, that's not too bad. It's way uh, cheaper than League Pass. Oh, yeah. Well, I I mean, I pay it every year because I watch an unsafe amount of baseball. But yeah. I, I got an email because it was it auto-renewed on Monday. And I, I let it auto-renew. I was like, you know what, MLB? Take my money. Maybe my $40, $45 with tax and stupid service fees. Maybe that'll help you. Just just go a little bit further to say, you know what? There are a lot of people's lives that are deeply affected by how big idiots we are. Maybe maybe yeah. we'll go to the discussion table because that guy in Wisconsin needs baseball in his summer. But I got an email that said, <laughs> you know what? Uh, we saw we auto, you auto-renewed, and we're not going to charge you yet. And I put a smile on my face. But wow. then I realized why we're in this position in the first place. You remember back in 2020 when the players wanted their full salaries for 60 games? Oh, yeah. I was so pissed. So one of my big problems here is it is obvious that Rob Manfred is one of the biggest idiots in professional sports and should not be an MOB commissioner. And, and, and he's a puppet for the owners, and the owners are greedy. And they don't care about the game. At the same time, the players have showed us a lot of times that they will sacrifice playing and continuing the momentum the game could bring. They'll sacrifice that for a couple more million. Well, that's what frustrates me about this all. The owners were always going to win. They had the advantage. They have the leverage. They have every sort of tool in the toolbox to beat the players, and they know it. And Ken Rosenthal in The Athletic wrote a really good column on this yesterday, and I shared it on my show. It wasn't enough for the owners to just win. They needed to win by a lot. Mm. Like, they need to defeat the players. And that makes me upset because in other leagues, commissioners work with the players. Sure, they don't always agree, but they don't hate each other. But in baseball, it's it's like it's not about baseball. The actual game is between the owners versus the players, and that's what matters to them. Say what you want about Roger Goodell and all of the things he is, all of the missteps he has had in punishment. I think that is partially yeah. a him problem. I also think it's the environment of the NFL. Uh, Agreed. They, it is pretty ugly when you go, when you pull back the curtain, they push a lot of stuff under the rug. Part oh, of yeah. that is his fault. Part of it is the owner's fault. Say what you want about him, though. He he does a good job at marketing the product. Adam the Silver. Product is better because of Roger Goodell. Adam yeah. Silver does a tremendous job at marketing the product. The freaking NHL commissioner, who I never heard of. <laughs> the NHL yeah. games are on TNT now. Like, I've watched a couple of them because they're on TNT. Because they're on. And I don't like love hockey. I like it. I love playoff hockey. But I watched it because it was on. You know what bothers me? I talked about this on my show yesterday, too. I actually, I thought we had productive talks about baseball on my show yesterday. It wasn't just yelling, which isn't what we're doing now. But I think earlier this week, I was so frustrated. I didn't know what to say. A thing that especially bothers me about these negotiations, and I keep accidentally saying negotiations, I'm not doing that on purpose makes me sound like a jerk i'm misspeaking something that bothers me they want the expanded playoffs right oh that is so dumb that's all they want and look it's a money grab and other leagues have money grabs too like the nfl adding another game more money sending games to europe more money but those things also make the product better we're happy about more football right sending a game to london doesn't ruin the product expanding the playoffs 
makes the product worse. Like, I'm okay with making more money, but let's do it for the right reason. And they don't even care. They don't even care how it impacts their league. They just want the money. You're right. And, I mean, let's... Let's be honest for a second. In my show, like there was that whole thing about how one team could choose to play another, and then the first game they have a game lead. So if they win two, and then they win one, but it's a three game series. Like I consider myself a pretty intelligent person. It is so <laughs> complicated to understand. Play a play a normal series. Yeah. Why do we? Why? And I will rag on the NBA for this. Why do we have to have half the league make the playoffs? What is yeah. what does the regular season matter? If everyone's going to go in, then why the hell am I pitching my pitchers in the in the regular season? But that's that's how ba- the NBA has always been a big playoff picture. Baseball is not meant to be that, right? It's supposed to be nuts in September when you're watching the scoreboard every day. If half the league makes the playoffs, it's going to suck. I'm not going to like that. You know Players what? don't like it. They're tweeting about it. They don't want it. I have a conspiracy theory about that. I think it's all Stephen Cohen. Because the New York Mets have done nothing in the last 25 years except collapse in September. Except for that one yeah. year they lost in the World Series. They are the Kings. Three-game lead entering September 1st. They'll lose seven of nine and miss the playoffs every time. I think it's Stephen Cohen. Yeah, and what's weird about all these negotiations is that eight owners teaming up together can shoot anything down. So if there's a part of the CBA that small market owners don't like, they can all team up and and shoot it down. Or maybe the big markets. So you could talk about the Steinbrenners, the Coens, whoever's representing the Dodgers and their ownership group. They can all team up to protect the interests of the large markets or vice versa with the small markets. It's really hard to get something done that way. Well, you are making amazing points, but one more oh, thing you. just popped in my brain. Because yeah. I, I'm still in the stage because I haven't had a full show to yell about it. I'm still in the <laughs> stage of just getting mad at all of it. And those are all yeah. great points. You know, one thing I love about college basketball more than anything, every single game you can get mad at the refs because the refs are horrendous at their jobs. And it's not even, yes, I have the red and white glasses on, but still it is like people that follow the big 10 all know that the refs are not good. Every game, every find something to complain about every single game and every team that that's what makes it the best is every team is mad. It's, It's just never done well. I am going to miss April baseball because I can't wait to get mad at strike zones. Yes. What am yes. I going to do? What am I going to get mad at when there's nothing on? I'm going to yell about Phil Mickelson. No, you can um, get mad at golf. It's golf. Maybe my favorite moment from last year's season that didn't really matter in the grand scheme of things was when Avi Garcia got tossed in a random Wednesday night, April game. Yes. In Kansas city. Like I just remember that just being pissed. I needed something to be pissed about that Wednesday night and baseball provided that to me. As a, as a service, and I'm going to miss that. Oh, this brings up another take. I think replay review is ruined sports. Yeah, I don't like replay. Now, now we could go into the NFL and all that stuff, but in, in baseball, one of the best parts of the game is a manager getting in the face of the umpire and just screaming at him yep. because of either, either a missed strike call or a bad call on the base or whatever it is. As soon as they instituted a replay review and you could get every call right, all those go away. And yes, and I would be mad on the game and it sucks. Yeah, I, I would be mad if it screwed like a team I liked out of something important. But I still think in that setting, I would appreciate the beauty and the chaos that comes from it. Well, in replay, this is true for all sports. Like the replay against Purdue the other night with the hook and hold. It got so confusing and the review went for so long. I was confused who they were trying to assign the hook and hold to. Right. Like, wait. 
are they trying to tack a foul to Tyler Wall or the Purdue guy? Like, it just made things more confusing, and it killed all the momentum in the game, and it sucked all the energy out of the arena. Right, right, yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. But, yeah, that's that's the uh, Bo Borowski special. <laughs> all right, on that note, we're going to step away, take a quick break. Final segment, Bill Michael Show, coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. Bill Michael's show, final segment here. 877-867-1670. We can fit you in here before we head out at 2 o'clock. Grant, I, I did put out a poll re- uh, about an hour ago. Yeah. Said, would baseball be better if they moved all the fences back 40 feet? Either yes or, quote, no, you're an idiot. And 80% say, no, I'm an idiot. Which I understood. I, I don't know. Haven't we gotten a little numb to home runs, though? I have. I think I have, too. Home runs. There are certain players, like last year, I adored watching Avi Garcia hit home runs. Like, they were very pleasing to me. I just love how he just pimp a ball. Like, you just lay into one. But, by and large, home runs aren't that cool anymore. I'd be okay with moving the fences out. I actually really like this take, Ben. I'm not just saying so for the sake of conversation. I am going to think more about this, and maybe I'll find a way to work it into my show. Home runs were cool when Prince Fielder was hitting them. Yeah. Like 2009, 2010, 2000, like that whole era, uh, and 2006 maybe up to that, that was when home runs were sweet. You know, Prince yeah, Fielder, Ryan how Howard. How many he hit that year? I'm going to look it up. I don't know. He just looked awesome doing it, and, and that's when it was really cool. And now I, when you have guys that can sit on the end of the bench and hit 20 pops a year, it's like, what's the point? The only yeah, they person just throw their hands out there. Yeah. And the ball just, yeah, he had 38. Oh my God. He had 46 home runs in 2009, 50 in 2007. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. The only guys I still think it is genuinely awesome when they go deep are Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when Yelich used to hit home runs. That was that was a really fun <laughs> era of Brewers baseball. Do you think the lockout will will get him back on track? It better. You got all this time. Well, they have know. Jackie Bradley as a depth piece in the outfield. Oh, good. He'll keep the pressure on him. That's oh, good. no, they it's traded competition for the center field spot. No, they, no, they traded field. him back to the Red Sox, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which Hunter Renfro? They that know. was thrown in there right before baseball locked out. Which is a fun little topic because Hunter Renfro can hit the baseball. He could throw the baseball. That's a sneaky good move that David Stearns made. Yeah. We don't really talk about that. He's a good player. Well, we haven't talked about it because they're not playing. I suppose there's a good reason we haven't talked about it. Which sucks. Sure. It's just really hard for me to talk about what the Brewers need to do, who they need to add. How can you talk about that right now? You know? Yeah. No, I I can. I'm thinking about looking online and finding that baseball game in the beginning of spring training that's not broadcast on TV or anywhere. It's not on radio. It's like the Brewers versus the local community college. And then the community <laughs> college wins seven to six because the Brewers play like all of their single A guys. I love that really? day. That's a fun day. Do you go to Mallard's games? No, I should. I'm going. Uh, wait, if baseball's locked out, do the Mallard's play? 
Yeah, Northwoods League still goes on. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what I that's what I'm gonna do this summer. There you go. I'm going to say that. I'm going to become a diehard Ballards fan. Even though I remember Yeah, go ahead. Those guys in the in the minors and those levels, they don't really care about winning and losing, I feel like. Because it's all about player development. But I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna become a diehard Mallards fan. Well, I remember two summers ago. So the summer of 2020, you've never been to lacrosse, correct? Correct. So the downtown scene for the size of lacrosse is it's pretty solid. Like there's a lot of bars. Like a big part of living in lacrosse is going down to Third and Fourth Street, and everything was closed, or we just didn't want to go in the summer of 2020 because that was like peak pandemic, or at least when we were afraid of it most. But We'd go to loggers games, sit outside, huh. and erase beers. Like, that was our time. That was our bar time. So we got a little out of pocket at loggers games because that was the only time we could be social and drink together, and that was so much fun. We didn't go to as many last summer, but I'm hoping this year we go to a few more. Yeah, I know Mallards have the deals going on. I'm going to do so that. Cheap. It's so cheap, dude. At, at loggers, you can get a seat in the outfield, and all you can eat food and like four drinks for 20 bucks, huh. 25 bucks. Yeah. Now, this does bring up another sore topic. I was a uh, a diehard Vermont Lake Monsters fan because I used to live in Vermont every summer. And they, uh, MLB deleted them as a minor league team. Deleted them. Which, which is tough. That's another thing. Like, there was a lot of talk, like Rob Manfred calling the World Series trophy a hunk of metal and, yeah. you know, deleting all these minor league teams. He sucks. So these they played in Burlington. Yeah, you lived Bur- in Burlington. Uh, yeah, Burlington, Vermont. It is. It is. Uh, imagine Madison, but in yeah. Vermont, it's like Madison is the vibe of Wisconsin. Burlington is a college town that's the vibe of Vermont. It's 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 oh. chill. A lot of outdoors, kind of you know. That's cool. I bet it's got similar vibes to like if you ever go up to Marquette in the UP on Lake Superior. I bet it's got similar vibes. Yeah. Small town, but it's got culture because there's a school there. Right. I guess I can catch the drift. I, I have not. So uh, about a minute, minute or two until we're out of here. Uh, what's coming up at four, four to six Wisco Sports Show today? Oh, there's a lot going on tonight, Ben. A lot going on. Uh, we'll start with the NBA, as we always do on Thursdays. Uh, two guests. In fact, Mike Clemens just texted me and asked if I wanted to connect. He's at the Combine. So he's going to be there at 530. And a uh, longtime friend of show, Bart Winkler. Funny enough, we'll be on at 4.30. So that's that's the show. Uh, a lot about the Bucks and the Badgers. Probably a tiny bit of Packers, but not a ton. Right on. All right. Four, four to six, <laughs> many of these many of these same stations. Wisco Sports Show. Tune in. Um, I don't know when we're going to do this again. I would assume probably during the summer when yeah. when the days off continue. But it's it's been a pleasure. I was... I was happy to, so I have so many half-baked NBA takes. Yeah. It's good to have someone to run them by um, because I compare everything to the Badgers. Dude, as a solo host, it's just nice to have someone else. Right. Where if I have a question or just an idea, like I don't have to sit here for an hour and think about it by myself. I can actually run it by someone else. Right. So, I no, I love filling in for Bill anytime he's gone. Um, you said he was going to Chicago. Yeah. To do something. Yeah, he is. Other. Bill Michaels is back tomorrow, sending it into the weekend. Maybe Aaron Rodgers announces where he's going to go. It's got to be soon. I, I, I would assume it'd be soon. If not, maybe maybe this coming Tuesday. I don't know. I don't know. It'll happen when, when it happens. Uh, thanks, everyone, for, for hanging out and joining the program. Um, I do have, 
I, I guess the best duos that were sent. I, I think I'm going to yeah. go with Han Solo and Chewbacca. Um, Surf and Turf was a good one. Uh, I, I liked yours. I I'm, I would stick with Burton Ernie, but I can't pick my own idea. Um, Rum and Coke. Yeah, yeah. No, that's last. Right. That's a good one. Ah. I don't know. I like a good whiskey sour, but I don't what think it's still level. What were you drinking when the Badgers lost to Rutgers? Uh, Spotted Cow. Oh, okay. Straight beer guy. But I, but, right. I was, right. but I was drinking Bud Light on Tuesday. Okay, I gotcha. When the Badgers Big won. Badgers. All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for hanging out. Bill Michaels back tomorrow for Ben Kenny and Grant Bills filling in for Bill. Have a good one. See you. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.